And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, <laughs> when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the captivating Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall star in a lost episode, but we found it, Lisa. Oh, sure. A bold venture from 1951. It has not been broadcast in over 70 years. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Paul must correctly answer more questions about Johnny Cash than I. Lisa Wolf Hall's our moderator. Lisa, please say hello to Paul. Oh, we're so glad to have you back with us, Paul. How are you? I am doing good, and Great. I hope you can give me credit for my cash trivia. Absolutely, you are. <laughs> You're on the bankroll. <laughs> well, we're glad to hear I from you. I know I walked the line there. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. We're going to have a little Johnny Cash trivia. Um, February 26, 1932 is when he was born uh, until he died at September 12, 2003, age 71. Mm, young. So he was young. Um, so, Paul, uh, the first question is for you. Everything is true or false. Paul, Johnny's mother bought him a guitar for his 10th birthday. True or false? Um, uh, I, I think that's false. I think it's true. It's true. Ooh. His mother did oh. buy him a guitar oh. for his 10th birthday. Oh, here's for Paul. That's okay. Sorry, We're still Paul. good. Carl. Ring of Fire was first recorded. The Ring of Fire. <laughs> was the Ring of Fire. We'll get to that name that okay. too. A Ring of Fire was first <laughs> recorded by Helen Carter, sister of Johnny's future wife, June. Oh, really? You know, it's so weird that I'm just going to say, well, no, I'm not going to say true. Ring I'll of say, Fire was first I'll recorded say, by Helen Carter, sister of Johnny's future wife, June Carter. False. Uh, I'm going to say true because I think she actually co-wrote that song and it would make sense that her sister did it. You know, here's the thing. That actually happened, except her name was Anita Carter and I said <laughs> Helen Carter. Oh. So it actually did happen. Like it was Helen this- Keller? Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. But so, it, really, the sister of Johnny's future wife she's June, so tricky, did Paul. record it, but her name was An- uh, Helen, uh, Anita, and I said Helen. So it's false. That's for Carl. Here's for no, Darn. Paul. Darn. I don't know, Helen. I think I'm winning two zip. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, All right. All right. Don't get used thing to there this. about Helen yeah. 
is that that was my mom's name, and she was born on February 26th, just a different year. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Helen. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, kind of an unusual name now, but I think it used to be more popular mm-hmm. in the olden days. Yeah. Helen sounds like an older woman. Yeah. Helen. Mm-hmm. Okay, Paul. Johnny's film debut, 1961's Five Minutes to Live, included an appearance by seven-year-old Ron Howard. Huh. True or false? This is for Paul. And what year was that? Uh, 1961. So Ron Howard would have been born in 50. I'll say that's true. I don't think so. I think that's false. It's true. It's true? <laughs> it's true. That really happened. All right. Ron Howard. on the board. Here's he was a me. little star even when he was seven. Little Ronnie Howard. Yeah. Little Carl, Shel, Sir, Shel Silverstein, who wrote A Boy Named Sue, later wrote a sequel titled The Father of a Boy Named Sue. <laughs> False. <laughs> no. It didn't happen. Paul? What, what do you think, Paul? Mm. Um... I'll say that that's true. It's true. What? <laughs> it's absolutely true. Paul. Shel Silverstein wrote a sequel titled The Father of a Boy Named Sue. Oh, my Sue. gosh. It's Here's true. For Carl. I know. It was up. so ridiculous. Now we're tied up. Yeah, there's Uh-oh. two more. Here Uh-oh. we go. Paul. Paul. Johnny Cash's second and final theatrical movie release as an actor was 1971's A Gunfight. Hmm. True or false? Um... He was in a gunfight. I think it might have come out in 1970, but uh, I'll say true. I think it's true. It's true. Yeah. And here's the final question. Carl. Yeah. In 1981, Johnny was nearly killed when a spider monkey attacked him in the animal park that he established. Yeah. Really? I don't know. Huh. I mean, I do know, but. I'm going to go false on that one. Okay. And I'm going to say false. And it's false. But an ostrich did break <laughs> his ribs and sent him to the hospital, but not a spider monkey. So, Paul, so you tied. Tie. It's like kissing your sister. Yuck. <laughs> you blew it, Carl. Yeah. You were so far ahead. Uh, Paul, great job. I'm going to send you some fun CDs. Thanks for playing the game. You're always uh, a lot of fun to play the game yeah, with, Yeah, it's great to hear from you. I hope you're well. Great to hear from you guys. All right. You take yep. care. When we come back, we have a lost episode of Bold Venture. Can't wait to play that for you. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Lots of channels. Nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. As you know, Lisa, we licensed the entire Bold Venture series, and um, we did transfers of the uh, episodes in perfect sound. And uh, we had a Kickstarter campaign to raise the funds to do that, and successfully we did, thanks to our listeners. And uh, so many of our listeners, hundreds actually, of our listeners uh, pledged, and they received these episodes, uh, depending on their pledge. Some got uh, all of the shows, in fact. And if you got the digital downloads, you should have them. If you got the CDs, most people have the CDs. We're still burning more CDs and sending them out to everybody. Now, here's the thing. If you did help us to uh, transfer the Bold Venture, thank you. Um, we are going to be offering those shows on a website. It's going to be more expensive than what it would have cost you if you contributed on Kickstarter. So we are going to have one last call, people. You can get these Bold Venture episodes. If you want to call this week, you can call tonight. We have a live operator, and you can get the Kickstarter price. But it's only going to be another week. 815-900-7535. So if you meant to uh, get the Bold Venture shows through the Kickstarter, but you missed the opportunity or couldn't figure it out, because it's it's not it's a little complicated the website the Kickstarter website sometimes you know if you want to talk to a live operator and get these shows Bold Venture either on CD or via digital download you can call eight one five nine hundred seven five three five and as you know Lisa we have moved on to Boston Blackie and we have our Kickstarter website up if you want to save Bold uh, I should say the Boston Blackie series just search. Boston Blackie Kickstarter on your um, on your search engine, and it'll take you to our website. Or you can go to Hollywood360radio.com. There'll be a pop-up. You just click on that. It'll take you to our website. There's a ton of information at the Boston Blackie Kickstarter website. Help us save this series. It's 218 episodes, and we want to transfer every single one of them so uh, you can own those shows by pledging um, an amount that would get you all the programs. So uh, check it out. Go to um, your search engine and type in Boston Blackie Kickstarter. It'll take you right to the site. Now, as we promised, if we were to save Bold Venture, every once in a while we'll play one of the episodes. And so I chose a lost episode. This is a show that has not been in circulation and has not been broadcast for over 70 years. It's, uh, it's an episode that actually Gerald Moore is in, so I thought it would be fun to play one. Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall star in this episode. It's called The Ghost Ship. It is episode 22 in the series, and it was broadcast in 1951. Here's part one now of a lost episode of Bold Venture. Bold Venture. Adventure, intrigue, mystery, romance, starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Together in the sultry setting of tropical Havana and the mysterious islands of the Caribbean. Bold Venture.
again, the magic names of Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall bring you Bold Venture and a tale of mystery and intrigue. Sailor, let go of the wheel for a minute. Why? So you can pinch me. What else could a girl ask for? Happy slate? Ah, when I die, this is the way I want to live. Yeah. The two of us on your boat, sailing the Caribbean Sea. The southern wind kissing your cheek. Me pinching you. Who's talking about that? There's something else to talk about? Yeah. Fish. Hmm. Okay, what'll we discuss? Guppies or flounders? Ah, look at him, sailor. Did you ever in your life see a beauty like that? That marlin, what a beauty. What a fight he gave me. Must weigh 300 pounds. 300 pounds? How come I can lift him? And with one hand? What do I know about the talents of weightlifters? I tell you, that marlin... Hey. See what happens when you talk like that? Even boat motors can't take it. They start to die. Oh, I don't understand it. She's been running like a dream. Here, grab the wheel, sailor. I'll take a look. What's wrong, Slade? Sounds like dirt in the fuel line. Choke it, sailor. Give it the choke. Think you can nurse it along till we get back to Havana? No, I'll have to clean it out. Maybe we can get some help. Sure, we just dip a chubby little hand into the sea and bring up a mermaid mechanic. We could do that. Or we could hail that catch drifting off our port bow in the cove there. What? I can make out her name. Golden Swan. What do you say, Slate? Shall I hail her? In between chokes, sailor. Who knows? She might lay an egg with a clean fuel line in it. Ahoy! Golden Swan, ahoy! Ahoy! You try, Slate. My siren call isn't doing anything to them. Roll up the cuffs on your jeans. Show an ankle. That'll get them. Golden Swan, ahoy! It didn't work, Slate, and I rolled up both cuffs. Here, watch me. Ahoy, golden swan, ahoy! Hey, that's funny. There's no one on deck, not a sign of movement. After you roll down your pants leg, what do we do? We board her. They don't treat me like that. Hold my hand, Slate. I've never walked through a ghost ship before. Here he isn't it? The other hand. This one's got a stalk of celery stuffed with Roquefort I swiped off the captain's table. Catch riding off an uncharted key without a soul aboard. Who's going to miss a stalk of celery? The way that table was set, like a banquet. Hors d'oeuvres, chicken under glass. Who walks away from things like that? Not you, baby. Enjoy your chicken sandwich? Mmm, yummy. I don't understand it. Not even a dead man aboard. He's complaining. Come on, sailor. There's something about a deserted ship that brings out the lonely in me. Maybe we could tow her back. Find us keepers, you know. No, I don't want her. She's too rich for my blood. Come on. Cut it out, will you? Oh, now, Johnny boy, uh, lad, don't take it to heart. Try it, Captain. Pick yourself a palm tree, lean against <laughs> it, and enjoy the night. Just leave me alone. You don't like me. Captain Carey isn't good enough for you. He talks too loud. 
His hands aren't soft and pink like yours, eh? <laughs> now, let me tell you, Johnny, lad. Yeah, yeah, all right. Forget it. Forget it, Johnny says to me. No, 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 I can't do that. No, no, boy. Something like you and me, he's got here. It's something Captain Carey's been looking for. A long time looking for. Look, Captain, maybe there's another way. Yes, indeed, there is. But I have to tell you, John, boy, I'm not happy with you. Yeah, by this time now, your wife is supposed to be dead. You promised, lad. Hey, what's your wife doing now, Johnny? Uh, in her hotel room, I guess, uh, sleeping. Margaret likes to sleep. Margaret Norman, a sleeper. In a fancy hotel room on silken sheets, I'd say. Why didn't your wife show up today? Why didn't you bring her to the Golden Swan? I told you, she was tired. She didn't want to look at it. Didn't want to look at it, the lad says to me. So we had to hide the boat till another time. Kill her another time at another place. Now, look, Captain, and please. And the thing I don't like, those people who boarded my ship. But they looked, they went away. Aye, aye, they looked and they went away. Then other boats came and tried to find the Golden Swan. Yeah, lucky we are to have found this cove to hide her. Calm water, she'll just drift there. Yeah, lucky yeah, we are. Yeah, we're lucky fellas. Yes, indeed we are. To have such confidence, you and me, each in the other. Yeah, we're fortunate. Now, the, the final item, lad, uh, here. What do I want with a gun? Why, why, lad, but for a thing, kill your wife with it. You're crazy. Bianna, go on, take it. Hey, take it home with you, John. You're going to sit here and wait? Oh, lad, lad, you're such a child. Listen, John, two people came to my boat today in a power cruiser. Its name I saw was Bold Venture through my glasses. And I must seek them out. Tell them how lucky they are still alive. Tell them it might not be so the next time. Come on, sailor. We're not making a dent in the brain of the inspector of police. Oh, don't grow impatient, senor. My brain is your brain. Make dents to your heart's content. Your brain is his brain, huh, policeman? That explains why Slate's been suspicious of me ever since we came off that catch. He can't believe that all I swiped was a chicken sandwich. Yeah, that's why. You have brought to me, perhaps, a slice of this chicken? What was it? White meat or dark meat? Eat your heart out, kid. It was with pickle relish. It is not that I have a tooth for chicken, senor. It is only that this would be a slice of evidence that you indeed saw a ghost ship. The golden swan, you called her? Because it was the name painted on her transom in big gold letters. What would you have called her? And you did not tow this ghostly ghost ship in? We told you why. Our fuel line was fouled up. In the approximate hour that you have been here, you two, I've had my harbor police comb in the waters. You're going to say all they came up with was sea dandruff. <laughs> I would if I could have thought of it. I was going to say my harbor police found no trace of a catch, the golden swan. Maybe she drifted out to sea. She was there, LaSalle. We walked her deck, spied into her cabin. I think you do not need police, senori, senorita. I think you need a psychiatrist. Let me recommend mine. Here, his card. He's good, huh? For people who see ghost ships, he's a... a how you say? A, a dilly? Si, a dilly. Amuse yourselves, amigos. And please, stay away from me. I've got enough crazy already. Go away. Oh, 
much longer we're going to have to wait. How do I know? It just seems to me that the registry office ought to have a better system. What do they do? File data about ghost ships on ectoplasm? What are you so impatient about? Here comes Senor Mercado now. My apologies, Senor Shannon, Senorita Duval. I have kept you waiting too long. Now, what do you find out about the Golden Swan? The Golden Swan. Owned and Capitan by one Capitan Carey. And, Senor, I whisper this in your ear of this Capitan Carey. Bad. Nothing but bad. Suspicion there has been of him. Like what? Two ships of the Capitan blew up in port. One in Macau, another in Montevideo. Insurance was collected. However, the two words have been whispered. What two words? Skull and doggery. <laughs> that goes without saying. Now about the golden swan. Of this I know nothing. It has not been reported in these waters. That is all I can tell you. That's enough. Come on, sailor. Sailor, how come a ship we saw and the cops didn't see and is never reported and... Uh, which way to the registry, mate? No, in there. Uh, hey... Hey, don't I know you? Yeah, what makes you think you do? Sure I know you, lad. A shipmate once on the Golden Swan. Oh, the Golden Swan, huh? When were we shipmates? Oh, that old death ship, the Golden Swan. Oh, uh, you see her again, mate. Uh, keep away from her. Take it from an old shipmate. You trying to tell me something, old shipmate of mine? I said it. Now look, Buster. I, I, I'm a boy. Remember the old days? Old me, handy with the shiv, the knife and the ribs? <laughs> sure you remember. So remember about the swan. Keep away from her. Goodbye, my boy. All right, that's the first potion uh, of the ghost ship. Uh, a 1951 recording. It was program number 22 out of 78 episodes in the series. And uh, don't forget, if you want to get all of the episodes on CD or via digital download, you can do so uh, at the Kickstarter price for only a week longer. And then we are raising the price when we put it uh, available on our website. 815-900-7535 is the number to call. Get all of the episodes of Bold Venture. All all 78 episodes on 39 CDs. Wow. Or digital downloads. 815-900-7535. We'll get back to this Bold Venture episode. More of Hollywood 360 after this. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. It's Mies Meals time, Lisa. Let's order our Mies Meals. Uh, we just uh, checked out the menu this week, and yeah. uh, I know we're all pretty excited about our choices. I love Mies Meals. Yeah, I got the uh, chicken with the gouda and the, the bacon. bacon. Right? There's like 10, 12 items each week. And, yeah. you know, it makes you not have to think every night, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? Yeah. Because guess what? I have a fresh, delicious, chef-prepared meal waiting for me in my refrigerator that I am just like, angling to make uh, because yeah. it's so simple so easy yet the food in the end is so delicious that i am a fan friday i had um you know what i made um chicken cordon bleu oh wow fancy chicken bleu. remember how uh cordon bleu remember how she used to say it um uh, what was her name julia child and i know mike got a uh what'd you get mike i got some at, oh it's it was ultimate meat. steak french dip yeah there's, uh, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you've never checked out their website, boy, you're missing out mm-hmm. because Mies Meals really is the greatest. And um, you, no matter where you are uh, listening to our voice, we're broadcasting from Chicago. But if you're in California, you're in New York or anywhere in between, you can order Mies Meals and have it uh, sent right to your home. And it is amazing. Everything is there. Um, you prepare it in 20 to 30 minutes. It is on your table, feeding your family a gourmet meal. It's incredible. So it comes chopped and prepped and washed and cleaned and measured and all of that in separate containers. And there's a recipe card that tells you step-by-step what to do. But they make it so easy because everything is just ready to be prepared. The sauces are in a container. The the spices are in a container. You know, the ingredients are all in their own separate containers. And you go step-by-step and make these meals in about 20 minutes. And boy, what a meal it is. It's delicious because it's prepared by chefs. So, right? you know, it's like all measured. It's like having a personal man chef. it is so good and um i ordered the uh, chicken with the gouda and the bacon for that's coming next week but i tell you what folks check it out because me's meals which is a partner to our show they have been a sponsor of our program for many years now right and they offer you our listeners a 50 percent off discount the first time you order and all you have to do is mention my name carl at checkout so just put carl in the promo code and your entire order is cut in half the first time you try it. They want you to experience Mies Meals. So go to Mies, M-E-E-Z, Meals, MiesMeals.com. Right. And check out the menu. There's a lot of great items. And look around the website. You'll get a little bit of a better idea about the company and their mission and why their foods are so fresh and healthy and easy to prepare. Yeah, and if you have, like, food allergies, they take care of that if you're like lisa where you don't eat meat or chicken <laughs> they always have something that lisa likes do. maybe they do that just for you lisa do you uh, think this so? time i ordered this rotini uh pasta with um squash and all sorts of kale and all sorts of spinach and all sorts of things in it but i substituted um, zucchini noodles for regular noodles so you can make it as hot you know as healthy as you choose to yeah, it's really easy the website is super easy to navigate just go to mies m e EZmeals.com. Make sure you order and use the promo code CARL at checkout. Save 50% off your first order. You will love Me's Meals. We all do. Me, Mike, Lisa, we, we order it every single week. I mean, without fail, every mm-hmm. single week. We love 
absolutely love Mies Meals. All right, we're listening to Bold Venture, an episode from 1951. And when we talked about the Kickstarter for months and months, and then our listeners came to the rescue and saved this program, I said to our listeners, every once in a while, I will play a Bold Venture episode direct from the master recordings. Uh, and um, and this time we're actually doing a lost episode, one that was not in circulation for over 70 years. And Gerald Moore is playing two roles in it. Um, yeah, I think he has more dialogue than anybody right. in this episode. It's called The Ghost Ship. It's episode 22 in the series, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Here's the conclusion now to Bold Venture. <laughs> been a happy day, hasn't it, Slate? Yeah. yeah, it makes me tingle when an old salt points a shiv at me. All he did was carve his initials in your pea jacket. Yeah, but on the lapel. Let's leave it like that, huh, Slate? Like two ordinary people living a humdrum existence. How come we see things no one else does, sailor? How can complete strangers stick knives into us? We're talented. I'll get it. I'll get it. Grab your darning needle. Start being humdrum. Shannon's place. Slate Shannon speaking. Mercado speaking. I know something, senor. Goody. It's been a nice chat. Goodbye. I know that only this minute my mouth is talking to a lady. A lady of fragrance who wished to buy the catch, Golden Swan. She wanted to know if the title was clear. What lady? Where? The senora Margaret Norman at the Palace Hotel. Her perfume was... Put up your thimble, sailor. We're calling on a lady of fragrance. I'm telling you, mister, you can't go in there. That's Mrs. Norman's suite, and she... Yeah, I know. She left orders not to be disturbed. So make a snappy right turn, walk down the hall, turn right, turn left, and then you go through the door to the... Mm. Did you say something, miss? No. It was the man on this $5 bill talking. Have you ever noticed what a real old chatterbox he is? Hmm. Well, what do you know? <laughs> Mrs. Norman left the door unlocked. Thanks a lot, chums. Mrs. Norman? Mrs. Norman? Try the bedroom, sailor. All right. Mrs. Norman, I'm sorry to wake you up like this, but... Slate, come here, quick. What's the matter? Look at her. She's been shot. Huh. The one person who could have given us an answer, sailor... Something tells me that's why it happened to her. That's why she's dead. Now, back to Bold Venture. Our stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, and the second act of our story. A catch there was that sailed the seas Lately drifted around the Caribbees Seen by me sailor and slain Shannon Then in a twinkle boat seen by no one 
Then come a lady to registry, who owned Golden Swan, so asked she. Then she returned to her bed, perhaps she is tired, come person with gun, lady expired. Por favor, senor Slate. I have come to ask questions, not to hear music. King Moses answered all your questions, Inspector LaSalle. Rhymed him, too. Thank you, Miss Sailor. However, in the case of a lady who has been murdered, it is not always easy. I think you did very well. Uh, my father before me, Senor LaSalle Senior, who was also of the police, took me upon his knees and told me that on certain days, the career of the police is sometimes for the birds. I can make up a song about a bird, Senor LaSalle. I will give it to you. No, no, por favor, no. Have you figured out a motive for this killing, LaSalle? Si. The person who killed Senora Norman was a thief. The Senor Norman revealed that jewelry of great value is unaccounted for. Therefore, missing. So there's a Senor Norman. What about him? Hmm, if you are being evil, Shannon, to think that he killed his wife, the answer is impossible. Her husband doesn't have a trigger finger? Two of them. However, he is accounted for at the time of the murder. Too far away from the scene of the crime. Discussing business with a Senor Capitan Carey. We checked with this Capitan Carey. Captain Carey. Now that's a name that brings back a memory. Just for the record, LaSalle, what does this Carey look like? Heavy set, uh, big all over. This way and this way. Beaten with the weather. Not too much hair but down to his knuckles with tattoos. Mm, something tells me I've seen those knuckles clutching a knife. Think your minions can find him again? It is important to do so, senor? Yeah, it's important, and I'll help. The captain was Norman's alibi. Let's see how much Norman will cover for the captain. Slate Shannon, Mr. Norman, with a friend. That's telling him. Go away, get out. That's no way to talk, Mr. Norman. My, I told you, get out. Inside, <coughs> Mr. Norman. What do you want with me? You working with the police? Uh-uh, Mr. Norman. This is Slate's private project. Well, I told them I didn't kill her. I didn't kill Margaret, and I don't know who did. A beating won't make me know either. You don't understand, kid. That's not the project. All I want from you is an old shipmate of mine, Captain Carey. Captain Carey? All I know about him is he owns the catch I wanted my wife to buy for me. That's what we were talking about on the other side of Havana when... when Margaret was murdered. And you wouldn't remember where that is? No. Not even if you... I know. Not even if I beat you. You're in for a disappointment, kid. I'm not going to beat you. Let's go, sailor. <laughs> I admire you, John Boy. I do indeed. Thanks. I kill my wife, Robber. I get admiration from a guy like you. Oh, but a drop in the bucket. These gems compared with all your wife's wealth, eh, my boy? The money you figured to get? Yes, scads and scads of it. Uh, one thing, Captain. It's mm. going to take a little while for Margaret's will to be probated for her estate to be transferred to me. I should get restless waiting, John Boy. I have what I need, this jewelry. What are you talking about? An idea of something worthy, lad. I don't trust you, Johnny. A thief who kills a woman is never trusted, didn't you know? Hey, now, look. Look. Hey, now, look, John says to me. Eventually, the police will get on to you. And you'll be naming me 
Won't you, boy? No, Captain, no. It has to happen, John. Oh! Sleep, lad, while it happens to you. Adrift in the golden swan. Dead. In time, you will explode. Come on, sailor, on your feet. Slate, we've already looked in every waterfront hole in Havana for Captain Carey. How far can you go on a crummy vendetta? Till one of us drops, me or him. Well, you take it alone this time, Slate. I'll stay here at the hotel to rest my weary jeans. I'll get it. Shannon's place, Sailor Duval. Inspector LaSalle, senorita. We have found Captain Carey. Don't you lay a finger to him. He's Slate's. It's LaSalle. He's found your boy. Hey, give me that phone. Where? Where is he, LaSalle? In my office. He laughs in my face and tells me how he does not know where is Senor Johnny Norman. He says... Maybe he'll tell me, LaSalle. Just hold him there. Bye, sailor. You kidding? I'm going with you. LaSalle, all I need is ten minutes alone with him. We fellows of the sea have a language all our own. And in this language, you will bring me the whereabouts of Johnny Norman? That, too. I have just put a new grass rug on the floor in that room where he is. Be nice to it. <laughs> Maybe I can get him to wear it for a skirt. Well, if it isn't the sailor boy, Slate Shannon, you come to help an old shipmate in distress? Yeah. It helps, doesn't it, Carrie? <laughs> it clears the head. You're the man to my liking, Shannon. None of that lily-fingered lottie duck. That shiv, where'd you point it, Carrie? Hmm? Here? No, no, a little higher. Nearer the heart. You're sharper with the knife, shipmate. You unconscious, Carrie? If you are, I'll hate myself in the morning. Hey, what makes your blood boil so, lad? What is it your brain's drooling for? I already got what I want. But I'm running an errand for a policeman. They want Norman. They want a murderer. All right, they can have him. I'm weary of the lad. Where? On the Golden Swan, two miles off Verdugo Key. Is there anything else your seaman's heart needs? Now that you mention it. So I'll hate myself in the morning. Now you really ought to check with your psychiatrist, Inspector LaSalle. You're walking on the deck of a ghost ship. Do you believe it? See, si, I believe it. Okay, Captain, where's the cargo? What'd you do with Johnny Norman? Ah, he's living the good life, lad, in my cabin. Here. When I left, the boy was learning a sad sea chanty and singing it for his poor dead widow. Hey, it's in here. Now, John, boy. Now, John, I... What are you doing lying on the floor, boy? Senor Norman, he's dead. From a large-caliber bullet. Is that what you do when you get tired of a buddy, Captain? Give him large-caliber bullets? I tell you, Slate boy, I don't know what happened to him. I'm as surprised as anyone here. I'm not surprised. Oh, the thing's mysterious aboard my ship. Uh, take the dead boy and let's leave it. Yeah, what's your hurry, Captain? Uh, well, it's my ship. I said get off it. You know, Slate, the captain didn't want to come out to the ship in the first place. I wonder why. Yeah, a fellow might think the ship was going to blow up in his face. What are you saying, Shannon? 
Our captain boy's got a history. Rumor has it he time-bombed two ships. One in Macau, one in Montevideo. That is an interesting... Slate, watch him. I've already got it, dear girl. My gun. Waiting for me in my desk drawer. The same one with which you killed Senor Norman? You'll never know. <laughs> Don't be a fool, you know, but I will. You... Oh, Shannon, help me. Yeah. Hold him, LaSalle. You're a fool, policeman. Get off my arm. He'll do that. Did he get you, LaSalle? Yes, he... Here in my shoulder. Finish it for me, Slate. Now don't stand there, sailor. Give LaSalle a hand. Here, put your armor on me. Gracias. Sit down here. Oh. Oh. On your feet, Captain. Come on, on your feet. Uh, we've got to get off the boat, lad. Yeah? How much time do we have, Carrie? I, I don't know. Not much. None, maybe. I think we should get off the boat, lad. Now, just take it easy. I want to give LaSalle your confession. Who killed Mrs. Norman? Uh, John Boy did it. I, I swear it. Did you help him? Uh, we'd better get off the boat. John wanted his wife to buy him this boat. He was going to show it to her, wasn't he? Then somehow he'd leave her alone on it and it'd go off. Is that why we saw the golden swan floating around, Captain? I am warning you, lad. Off the boat. Where's the time bomb hidden? It's going to go off soon. Who killed Johnny? I'll tell you ashore, lad. Uh-uh. <laughs> I want a confession. Sailor's my witness. Hi. LaSalle's fainted, Slate. Got a cigarette, sailor? Sure. I'll light it for you. Here. Thanks. Slate, what's all this business about we're going to get blown up? That's a trick the captain has. <laughs> listen, listen. The bomb's in the hold. An alarm clock wired to dynamite strung to the ceiling a little after the engine. Well, that's a nice place. Very. Get it for the love of me. Oh, there's lots of time. No, no, lad, there isn't. There's ten sticks of dynamite. Who killed Johnny? Get the bomb. Who killed him? I I did, I did. Let's go, Captain. Get the bomb. <laughs> we'll be too late. It'll blow up. Make him hurry. Sir. Come on, come on. There, there. There it is. Get it. Yeah. Tear out the wires, Captain. Yes, yes. It's done. It's done. Yeah, me too. Sailor. Uh-huh? If I ever get brave like that again... Wire me to ten sticks of dynamite and set me off for ten o'clock. Slate? Yeah? I just got a call from the hospital. LaSalle's going to be all right. Oh, that's fine. Uh, sailor, take a walk on the beach? Uh-uh, not tonight. Oh, this is a new sailor. What makes tonight different? Who needs walking on the beach? Okay, bye. Bye? Where are you going? I got a standing date with a hat check girl at the El Nido. We walk together between hats. That's nice. Bye. Well... Aren't you going? Come here. <laughs> you just want to be begged, don't you? Bye, sailor. Slate! Slate, come back here. Check your hat, mister. Check your hat. Oh, Slate. You weren't going to leave me, were you? Check this beret, sailor. Your floor show's great.
So our two stars, Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, have brought to a close our latest Bold Venture story. Special music was composed and conducted by David Rose. May we invite you to listen again next week at this time for another exciting adventure starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall together in Bold Venture. Alrighty then, that is Bold Venture, a lost episode that has not been broadcast in over 70 years. That is the Ghost Ship starring Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, along with Gerald Moore. Also in that cast, Bill Boucher, um, Nestor Paver, and uh, that was written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin with David Rose doing the um, music. Uh, as heard uh, in 1951, program 22 in the series. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. And we are going back to the 1980s. Here's another great one. So long, I've been looking too hard. <laughs> I've been waiting too long. Sometimes I don't know. You know what this is? This is. Uh, Waiting for a Girl Like You? Yes, by Foreigner, 1981. Yeah. That's released on their album. It's just called Four. Peaked at number two on the charts. Uh, It's an oldie but a goodie for sure. Do you think uh, he ever got his papers, that Foreigner? No, he doesn't need them. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) Don't get me started. I won't. Don't. I won't. All right. Thanks, Lisa (laughs) Wolf. More of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families, too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour, Gerald Moore stars in a tale well calculated to keep us in suspense going back to 1945. But first, we're going to need a Hollywood 360 listener. That could be you out there in Radioland to play Name That Tune with us. That's right. We need a Johnny Cash fan. So he can uh, be competitive with uh, Carl over here, who is a Johnny Cash fan. Give us a call, 312-642-5600. We want caller 21. 21. All right, play the game. Be on the air. You'll win some fun stuff. See you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. <laughs> 